The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 135 on page 510. O praise the Lord, laud ye the name of the Lord. Praise it, O ye servants of the Lord. Ye that stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. O praise the Lord, for the Lord is gracious. O sing praises unto his name, for it is lovely. For why? The Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself, and Israel for his own possession. For I know that the Lord is great, and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatsoever the Lord please, that did he in heaven and in earth, and in the sea, and in all deep places. He bringeth forth the clouds from the ends of the world, and sendeth forth lightnings with the rain, bringing the winds out of his treasuries. He smote the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and beast. He has sent tokens and wonders into the midst of thee, O thou land of Egypt upon pharaoh and all his servants he smote diverse nations and slew mighty kings sihon king of the amorites and og the king of bashan and all the kingdoms of canaan and gave their land to be an heritage even an heritage unto israel his people thy name o lord endureth forever so doth thy memorial o lord from one generation to another for the lord will avenge his people and be gracious unto his servants. As for the images of the heathen, they are but silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths and speak not, eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, and yet they hear not, neither is there any breath in their mouths. They that make them are like unto them, and so are all they that put their trust in him. Praise the Lord, O ye house of Israel. Praise the Lord, ye house of Aaron. Praise the Lord, ye house of Levi, ye that fear the Lord, praise the Lord. 
Praise be the Lord out of Sion, who dwelleth at Jerusalem. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the second chapter of the book of Genesis. Thus the heavens and the earth, and all the host of them, were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now a river went out of Eden to the water the garden, and from there it parted and became four river heads. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one which skirts the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Delium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one which goes around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Hittichel. It is the one which goes toward the east of Assyria. The fourth river is the Euphrates. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was, no, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Here ends the second lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. 
Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We begin at the 14th verse of the 6th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Now King Herod heard of him, for his name had become well known, and he said, John the Baptist is risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him. Others said, It is Elijah. Another said, It is the prophet, or like one of the prophets. But when Herod heard, he said, This is John, whom I beheaded. He has been raised from the dead. For Herod himself had sent and laid hold of John, and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. Because John had said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Therefore Herodias held it against him and wanted to kill him, but she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just and holy man, and he protected him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. Then an opportune day came when Herod on his birthday gave a feast for his nobles, the high officers and the chief men of Galilee. And when Herodias's daughter herself came in and danced and pleased Herod and those who sat with him, the king said to the girl, Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He also swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half my kingdom. So she went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. Immediately she came in with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry, yet because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head to be brought, and he went and beheaded him in prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and took away his corpse and laid it in a tomb. And at the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he swore to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us. They give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee favorably to hear the prayers of thy people, that we who are justly punished for our offenses may mercifully delivered by this, thy goodness for the glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemy, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. A um, couple notes before I, I want to talk a little about Genesis 2, but we're working our way through the Genesis narrative and the Exodus narrative, and a lot of times a lot of questions come up. For me, I want to recommend if, if somebody wanted to look a little bit more into Genesis, the book that's been most helpful for me is a book called Understanding Genesis by a Jewish guy named Nahum Sarna, uh, and it... <clears throat> A lot of the Western ideas of Genesis have been formed, you know, sort of debates about science and creation and evolution and that, which really isn't what Genesis is talking about at all. And Sarna does a very good job of, of placing Genesis in its literary context. And the other kinds of commentators that are probably better on these things now are what we call the literary uh, commentators, because um, what we discover really, if we look closely, is that the Bible is a story. And it, it's a it's a story that that um, explains that, that that derives the meaning that gives us the meaning of life and and what it is for. And when we try to make it something else, a science book to try to get the facts of life, 
we actually lose the meaning. So anyway, uh, and feel free as we go through Genesis or Exodus, if you have questions, you can feel free to email me or, you know, John or, or Father Hayden, you know, these are questions that come up that, that, that as we go through these, these texts have been debated for a long time. So uh, as we read through the scriptures each year, we kind of get each year, maybe pick up a little bit more as kind of the way I've experienced this for the last 40 years of my life. Anyway, we get in Genesis 2 today, um, and there's a notable shift in Genesis 2 from Genesis 1. We get this big picture, how the whole world came to be. Now we focus down into the, the specifics of the creation of, of man in the garden. And um, and even the, the, the name, the way God is referred to changes in, in um, Genesis 1. It was just... Uh, it was just uh, God, and now it's the now the name of God that God later reveals Himself to Moses on Mount Sinai with uh, Yahweh, which is Lord. In your Bibles, it's Lord in in small caps. That that name comes comes to be, and it's more like the big picture. And now we're kind of focusing in on on some details of God's intimate interaction with human beings. Um, a, a few things in the text. Um, Adam is formed from the ground. In Hebrew, it's a it's a word play because Adam means sort of clay. Adam is formed from the ad, Adma, and so his name actually comes uh, from the word for dirt. And we should be clear about a Adam is simply a generic name for the human being here. And there's a lot of question because we're told in Genesis one that God created the male and female. And it's 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 sort of implied here that that this one Adam contains within himself the fullness of male and female, and the and and the feminine other is brought out in the creation of Eve later on in Genesis two. So we shouldn't think we think of Adam we name boy as Adam, but this doesn't this is simply the generic name for man would come something more like anthropos later on in in, in the Greek. Um, and it was interesting, he forms Adam, but Adam is not, uh, but Adam doesn't come alive being formed. Oh, it's the breath of life that, 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 that gives life to Adam. And we're going to get a lot of, of things in this narrative that are alluded to in the New Testament um, that, that uh, dead humanity and sin, humanity is dead in sin because of sin until the breath of life comes. Jesus breathes on the apostles on Easter night, and then Pentecost also is the way that the, the, the dead human humanity is brought to life. This kind of plays on the image of Ezekiel chapter 37. Um, the other thing that's noted by some commentaries is that the, that the woman, the, the rib that comes out of the side of Adam, actually the Hebrew word there talks about she being built, the woman being, he built a woman, uh, fashioned a woman, but but it's interesting, you, you, you can run too far with this, but um, this definitely is a New Testament illusion that on the cross where the water and the blood that come out of the side of Jesus are, are representing in St. John's telling the, the, the cleansing blood which creates the church, the woman. And later on in Ephesians, St. Paul uses imagery of the church being built up in Christ. And so this whole idea, this this whole narrative theme of woman coming out of of man being built out, out is is carried over in the New Testament. We should be aware should be aware of that of that thing. A um, couple of other points. Uh, 
the creation of woman, the, the, the traditional help meet word is way too weak for what is really being implied here. Uh, and it's a whole nother sermon to get more deeply into that. But I think at the at root here is being the idea that Adam is alone and the woman is created to bring him out of his solitude into community. And this um, makes the, the point about all humanity that we are communal creatures and we're meant to live in community. And the woman is brought to bring Adam into community. And, and there's a lot to meditate on about how, how that is so, how a woman sort of saves a man from his, from his solitude and loneliness. Uh, but that, that is, that is an important point. And it, it is, highlights the centrality of human condition, this tension between, yes, we're individuals, uh, but we also have this desire to connect and be in community and how that works itself out is central to our biblical and Christian narrative. And then lastly, this tree in the middle of the garden. And I think the one point it makes from the very beginning is that um, Adam is called to trust God. Don't do this. God spoke and said it is so. So even before all the New Testament language, uh, Adam is called to live by faith. And the sin we're going to get in Genesis 3 is a lack of faith. And we, coming back to the original vocation, we say, well, why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? If we know that it's something God doesn't want us to do, we live by faith and we trust it. And that's how we, we live in community with God and, and stay in that space of connection and communion. So there's a few thoughts about Genesis 2 today. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we come to beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in the unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ. 
for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee in the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, and fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Uh, I've put a link in our chat bar to the book Bishop was talking about, Understanding Genesis, and hope you have a great Tuesday. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Deacon John. Thanks, Bishop Scarlett. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone.